come to worship you, Lord. Oh, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely. All together worthy. Welcome, Pastor John. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Dennis, for that powerful worship. I want to greet each and every one of you in the name that is above every other name, even the name of Jesus Christ. If this is your first time, I want you to be welcome. Feel welcome at the feet of Jesus. We appreciate you for just taking that time just to come and fellowship with us. And according to the word of God, the Bible says, God shall not, or God never gather his people in vain. Why? Because his word, when it goes forth, it always accomplish that which God has purposed. And I believe because of you just logging in, there's a word for you. And I know your life will never be the same. God will make sure that he deposit a seed, which is the word of God that is able to germinate and even bear fruit. Shall we pray? Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this moment, even to share your word. I pray that, dear Father, you shall minister to every one of us. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we submit ourselves. Use my faculty of my mind, my spirit, O oh God, even to minister to thy people. I pray, dear Father, that you shall touch the lives of men and women wherever they are, distant notwithstanding. I pray, dear Father, by reason of logging in, I pray, Heavenly Father, grant them the desires of their heart. In Jesus' precious name. And we all say, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, today we are continuing. It's more or less like a continuation of uh, last uh, Saturday that we had. I remember last Saturday we talked about uh, how to arrest sin. And I felt it's important for us to understand the nature of sin so that you know how to arrest it. So last time we talked about how to arrest sin. So today we are going to talk about the nature of sin. When you understand the nature of something, it's easy for you to know how to deal with it. And to start with us, before I read the scripture, I want to define what actually, what is sin. And according to the scripture, sin is outright rebellion against God's law. And we know very well the first person to put us in was Adam and Eve. They had the instruction of God not to eat the fruit. It was not the only tree in that fruit. There were other trees that they were allowed to go and eat but out of their own choice, through the deception of the devil, they concur with the devil and they went against the plan of God. So sin in actual sense is actual rebellion against God's law. Because they rebel against God, that's why all of us, we are born under sin, but thank be to God. Through Christ Jesus Christ, as we receive him as our personal savior, the Bible says the rebellion, the curse that was upon uh, the first, our first parents, it's able to be eliminated because according to Galatians 3.13, the Bible says, curse is any man that hangeth on the tree. Why? So that the blessings of Abraham may come unto the Gentiles. So we we are able now to experience the blessings that was meant for Abraham to us by reason 
of receiving Christ. So I'm forever grateful for the grace of God. I'm forever grateful for Christ dying for us. I'm forever grateful for God loving us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So this morning, there is an opportunity to someone who has not received Christ to have that everlasting life by receiving Christ as your personal savior. You don't have to be in that nature, in tormented in sheen, while God has already opened a way. I pray by through this service, through this uh, moment of sharing the word of God, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, that I'll be able to convince you to change your course so that you join the many witnesses that have been there and are continuing stronger by the day. May the Lord bless you even as you hear the word of God. Now to start, the, word of the first scripture for us is Deborah. Please read for us 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much, uh, Deborah. Uh, the Amplified Bible says, everyone who commits, and then he put it in parentheses, practice sin is guilty of lawlessness. And then he continued to say, for that is what sin is, law by transgression or neglect, being unrestrained and unregulated by his commands and his will. That is what the Bible tells us about what sin is. So ladies and gentlemen, the first scripture there introduces us to something that is very important. He started by mentioning that everyone who commits sin, listen to this translation, TLB, this is the living Bible says, but those who keep on sinning are against God. For every sin is done against the will of God. So it concur with the definition of sin, which is what? Sin is outright rebellion against God's law. That is to say, Every time we continue sinning, we rebel against God. And that is what God will judge. God is a righteous God and he will judge sin. So the only way to escape his judgment is to receive Christ. Why? Because Christ took our place. We don't need to be judged separately. We just need to receive Christ who paid the penalty. We don't need to invent any will just to receive Christ who was made sin for our sake. In other words, there was an exchange. We took Christ's righteousness, he took our sin. And for the first time, God had to turn away from his son. But when he paid the price, the Bible says, he has exalted his name, his son. He has given him a name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue 
should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So remember, but those who keep on sinning are against God. For every sin is done against the will of God. Today we have an opportunity to come out of that sin. Now, let us see the three-dimensional nature of sin. What are the three-dimensional? The, uh, to read for us the second scripture that explains one of the three-dimensional nature of sin is Solomon. Please read for us uh, Solomon, Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 13. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sins. Dedicatefulness. Dedicatefulness. Amen. Thank you so much, Solomon. Here, the scripture says very well in TLB translation, I also added to what uh, Solomon has read. He says, speak to each other about these things every day while there is still time so that none of you will become hardened against God, being blinded by the glamour of sin. So here we see the first the first dimension nature of sin is what? Sin is deceptive in nature. It is deceptive. That's why Hebrew chapter 3 verse 13 encourages us to speak to each other about these things every day while there is still time so that none of you will become hardened against God being blinded by the glamour of sin. Why? Because sin is deceptive. It's important for us to understand. Sin is deceptive in nature. So the first dimension or the first dimension of the nature of sin is here we see it is deceptive. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now let's go to the next scripture that introduced to us what is the nature of sin? And Graylon, please read for us Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 25. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 25. It says, Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the, pleasure, the pleasures of sin for a reason. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Grelo. Here we are seeing another dimension of the nature of sin. Number one, we have be able to define what sin is. Sin is an outright rebellion against God's law. And we have been able to see from scripture, one of the uh, dimension nature of sin is it is deceptive. According to Hebrew, Chapter 3, verse 13. Now here we are seeing, according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 25, that says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. Here we are seeing the second nature of sin is it offers temporal pleasure. It offers temporal pleasure. 
the, the right way of giving, if illustrating it is when you see, if you have ever seen someone trying to fish, what they do is they took the, they usually took the hook, they put the worm in it. So when they throw in on the, on the water, the ship or rather the fish does not see the hook. The only thing the fish sees is the worm. So it goes over there, open up the mouth and trying to bite it, guess what happened? The hook holds on his mouth. And that is what happened to sin. Sin, it offers temporal pleasure. There is nothing free. Oh, the devil comes and tells you, it's okay to do it. You'll be all right. It's okay to do it. But I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it just offers temporal pleasure for a season. That's why the Bible says here concerning the servant of God, he says he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. Romans 6.23. The devil will never give you anything free. It may look outward so beautiful, but let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there is always a catch. The hook is there. Before you realize, you find yourself hooked up to eat. Some people have been hooked up to drinking. Others, when they tried the first time, they thought it was a pleasure. Now they can't come out of it. Others are hooked up to uh, smoking, others on drugs. But when they started, they felt so good. It was just a little high. I'm enjoying it. But now they are already hooked up. They cannot come out of it. You know why? Because that was the trap of the enemy. Now you end up depending upon it. But thank be to God, tonight that fast, that stronghold is going to be broken in the name of Jesus. So to everyone that find him or herself depending or cannot get out of what you have been depending on, God has provided a way out for you. Today is your day. You will come out victorious because God has given us a name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, including that addiction. It will bow and you'll be set free. The Bible says that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. You will be free indeed. God is going to set you free indeed. I like the when the Bible says indeed. Why? Because indeed, when you use that word indeed, it means is the qualifier of a true freedom. There is nothing that will be left. You'll be set free forever. Hallelujah to Jesus. That's why I thank God for the blood of Jesus. Listen to what the Bible says. And they overcame him who sat by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their testimony. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. So today you have an opportunity to be set free. Now, let's go to the third one. What is the third dimension of the nature of sin? And to read for us is no other than honor. Please read for us Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 3. Let's hear what it says. 
The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressions shall destroy them. Amen. Thank you so much. Honor. Here the Bible says, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Remember what I say. This one introduces us to the third dimension nature of sin, and that is, it is destructive. The first one we learned, the first nature, uh, dimension nature of sin is, it is deceptive. According to Hebrew 3.13, we also learned, according to Hebrew 11.25, it offers temporal pleasure. And now here in the third one, according to Proverbs 11 and 3, it is destructive. The integrity of the upright will guide them. And the Bible says, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Romans 6.23 says what? For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ our Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't need to be destroyed. The Bible says the integrity of the right, the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. The nature of sin is, number one, it is deceptive. Number two, it offers temporal pleasure. And number three, it is destructive. Once you get hooked up to it, unless you claim the blood of Jesus, unless you run to God, where the Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower, where the righteous runs into it and they are saved, guess what? You will be destroyed. The nature of sin is destructive. So the three-dimensional nature of sin is, number one, it is deceptive, Number two, it offers temporal pleasure. And number three, it is destructive. Another nature of sin, hallelujah to Jesus. Thank you so much. Now, let's hear what the Bible says concerning the unrighteousness of sin. Kennedy, please read for us Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you so much, Kennedy. Here we see the Bible says the wages. That is to say, sin will offer you something. There is nothing free. Let no man fool you. There is nothing free. You either receive the gift of God. That is what God will give you as his wage when you receive him. Or when you refuse God, sin will offer you ultimately death because it is meant to destroy you. You got to understand that the devil does not care about you and I. His joy is to destroy the image of God that he sees in us. What makes the enemy mad about you and me is that every time you look at you, he sees the image of God. And that is the reason why he's always fury, ready to destroy you. You don't have to allow the enemy to destroy you. Run to the strong man. 
the strong man here is Jesus. He will protect you. He will make sure you are taken care of. Just like I remember when we when you were in school, I remember in um when I was in my elementary, I happened to be every time somebody wanted to fight me, guess where I used to run? I used to go to my brother because at the time I was very little. So the moment they see my brother, guess what? They would run away. It's the same thing. When you run to God, when the devil comes and see Jesus, come and see God in front, guess what he does? He takes off immediately. So there is no any other way out. It's either you are in God or you will be destroyed. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to be destroyed. God has already opened a way. He says the wages of sin is death. God, from the beginning, he intended for the devil to suffer, not you and I. Is the enemy, the hell and the lake of fire was meant for the devils, not you and me. That's why God opened a way for us. Why don't we receive Christ as our personal savior? Why don't we open our heart and receive his grace? God reaches at Christ's expense so that we may be forgiven and we may be adopted as one of his children. God loves you so much. I pray I'll be able to convince you through the power of the Holy Spirit, even as you listen to this word. I know God is speaking to you. And I know before long, you'll be able to those who have not received Christ as their personal savior, respond positively. And that is the desire of my heart. We don't have to die in sin. God has already paid the price. So we have already be able to establish the nature of sin, that it, it's deceptive, it offers temporal pleasure, it is destructive. Now let's go to the second thing. What does the nature of sin offers? And Dylan, please read for us First John chapter 5, verse 17. Wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. Amen. Thank you. Here we see all, the Bible says what? All unrighteousness is sin. Whatever is not right, according to God's standard, is wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, your measurement should be if God, before someone, if someone come and tell you, let us do this thing, ask yourself, if Christ or if God was here, would he approve what you are doing? Because he says, all unrighteousness is sin. Whatever is not right, according to God's standard, is wrong. To the people, everything goes because they go by the majority. Or everybody is doing it. That's why everybody is not you. You have your name. You are a peculiar person. You have been bought by the price. You don't have to go by the masses. What people say should not move you. You should be moved by what God says. Hallelujah to Jesus. That's why it's very, very important. In everything that you do, use the measure of God. If God was doing, was here, if Christ was standing in front of me, would he approve what I'm doing? What would Jesus do? If Jesus was here, what would he do? If he would do something otherwise, then that should let you know whatever you are doing 
is not approved. All unrighteousness is seen. Whatever is not right, according to God's standard, is wrong. So the nature, in order for us to understand the nature of sin is all unrighteousness. Anything that is not in accordance to God, to God's standard, then it's wrong. We don't have to debate about it. I don't care how many people are doing it. I don't care who's preaching it. As long as the Bible says it, that settle it. Let's learn to embrace the word of God as it is. And we shall be saved. Hallelujah to Jesus. Okay, Marianne, read for us Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so and so death passed on all men, for that all have sinned. Amen. Thank you so much, Marianne. Here the scripture says what? Sin is at the root of all evil, according to that scripture, Romans 5.12. Because without sin, there was no evil. That is to say, outside Christ, Sin is at the root of all evil. You and I cannot be able to remove ourselves from it. We will need Christ. That's why sin is at the root of all evil, because without sin, there, is, there, is, uh, there was no evil. Without sin, before Adam fell, before Adam and Eve rebelled against God, there was no sin. As soon as they sinned, guess what? automatically anyone that is born of a woman falls into it we start finding ourselves as little child is born but is doing something like what how did he learn that because the nature of sin is in that baby that's why we need christ this is the nature of sin it's not something that you did it's already there you are born with it as long as you're a human being it's in our lineage. It's in our blood. And the only way to eliminate it is when we receive Christ. We are washed by the blood of Jesus. Now we receive the nature of Christ. Now we can think the way that God thinks. That's why the Bible says, you should not be conformed to the world, but being renewed, renew your mind by being transformed. When you are renewed and you are transformed within you, you'll be able to do that which is good and perfect will of God. That's why it's important for us to fellowship on daily basis with the word of God, to read the word of God and also with God. As you fellowship with him, he rubs his glory in our lives. We are transformed every day. He takes us from one glory to the other. And before you know it, we start speaking his language. We start thinking the way God is thinking. It reminds me when, for those who are not born here in America, when you were in Kenya, we thought like Kenyans. When we came to America, we find ourselves now thinking like the system. We find embracing the language that is here, which is English. You start finding even some of us, we have that twang because that is how they speak. We are able to embrace it now and becomes part of you. You think that way. The Bible says when you start studying the word of God, you begin to think like God. You speak like God. You have a new nature of Christ. 
We need to have that nature of Christ in us. And it comes by fellowshipping always with God. Read the word of God. Embrace the word of God. And you'll find yourself being transformed. These are all the nature of sin. All the nature of sin. Sin is at the root of all evil. All unrighteousness is sin. That's why God must judge sin. And lastly, Laurie, read for us James chapter 4 and verse 17. Okay, so James chapter 4 verse 17 says, If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Amen. That would explain so well. The Bible says very well, if anyone knows what you're supposed to do and you don't do, the Bible says that is sin to them. That is to say, sin is omission of non-duty. When you know you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do and you don't do it, that is sin. Hallelujah. Now you can be able to see now how broad the nature of sin is. So in closing, I want to go through them. We are able to establish that the nature of sin, one of it, sin is outright rebellion against God's nature. And through that, we are able to identify the three dimensional nature of sin. One of it we discover from Hebrews chapter three, verse 13, is that see the nature of sin is it is deceptive number two according to hebrews chapter 11 verse 25 we were able to establish that it sin offers temporal pleasure that's why we need to stand and to choose rather to suffer affliction with the people of god than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season because the devil will never give you anything free there's always a hook. It's always hooked up on something. And thirdly, according to Proverbs chapter 11, verse 3, we were able to establish that the nature of sin is destructive. Romans 6, 23, 2 also emphasize it, that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. Another thing we were able to see about the nature of sin is all unrighteousness is sin, according to 1 John 5, 17. That is to say, whatever is not right, according to God's standard is wrong. Understand here, it is God's standard, not human standard, not the CNN standard, not the American or the Europe or the new culture that you are living in. God's standard here. If it does not meet God's standard, then it is wrong. And we need to stop it. We need to stop doing it. Don't embrace it. Well, others are saying everyone is doing it. They're embracing it. You as a child of God, you don't have to do it. Run away from it. Another thing we're able to establish the, the, from the nature of sin is sin is at the root of all evil, according to Romans 5 verse 12. Because without sin, there was no evil. Before, uh, before Adam and Eve rebelled, against God through sin. There was no evil until when they ate the fruit. Before that, they were all doing very well. So sin is at the root of all evil. 
And lastly, according to James 4 verse 17, we're able to establish that sin is omission of non-duty. That is to say, if whatever you're supposed to do and you know you're supposed to do it and you don't do it, guess what? That is sin. So let's be people who obey. No wonder the Bible says to obey is better than sacrifice. May the Lord bless you all. May the Lord keep you and make his face to shine upon you and give you grace. Shalom, peace, and life to you all. If we have any prayer, I want you just to, if somebody has any prayer, want us to pray, we can pray. Just type it there, I'll pray before we go to the next one. I'll give you like a minute just to type it. If not, I'll just close the word prayer and then we'll move on to the next step. Just take a minute to type the prayer if you have in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now I'm going to close with the word of prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we want to thank you for teaching us today about the nature of sin because you want us to arrest sin, to overcome it so that we may live forever with you. We thank you because you have given us the grace, you have given us the anointing, you have given us the wisdom even to tackle every manner of sin. We pray, dear Father, that as we receive you as our personal savior, Father, to those who have been hooked up by any addiction, by any nature of sin, I declare freedom upon them in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that you may set them free according to your word, that if the son set you free, is free indeed. So to everyone who has been hooked up to any form of drug addict, I declare freedom upon your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Be free and be free indeed. I declare that the grace of God will be upon you. That God will guide and protect you from today henceforth in Jesus' precious name. So if you're not giving up your life to Jesus, I want to lead you to a prayer. You can pray after me, Lord Jesus. Today I realize that you died for me. And I choose out of my own accord to receive you as my personal savior. Come into my heart, cleanse me and wash me from all unrighteousness. Today, I receive you, Jesus, as my personal savior. In Jesus' precious name, amen. If you pray that way, you're already born again and continue to fellowship in the word of God and you'll see what God will do to you. May the Lord bless you. Over now to the next, to Kahoot in Jesus' name. Amen.